podcast. I'm Candice. And I'm Shelby. And you are witnessing a miniscene. Another one? Mm-hmm. Me and Shelby are on the beach right now. Just hanging out. Sand in my toes. Yeah. In my butt crack. James is in a speedo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I bought him that speedo. Look at him just running off into this ocean. All sexy like. Mm. <laughs> JK, we're still in the dining room. Yeah. Amber Turd's still not ready. <laughs> we're just in the dining room. Uh, uh, yeah, when we go on vacation, we still just stay home because we're poor. It's more like a staycation. Mm-hmm. Staycation. We love that. So, um, we don't have a lot to talk about. We're just going to keep it short and sweet. Um, not a lot's going on. We're just counting down the days till Christmas because <laughs> we're all broke because we spent <laughs> what little dollars we had on gifts on gifts for people that don't even like us. Probably. Well, I've, in my case, I mean, I bought a gift for you. Is that is that what you're saying? Oops, I'm taking that stuff. Uh, you back. should just return that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It was like a Dollar Tree. Should I do my yeah. ASMR challenge right quick? Please don't. Listen, <laughs> I told Shelby I should do an AS, listen, ASMR. This is what it sounds like. This is the sound of dried pig skin. As she stares at me. <laughs> or it could be styrofoam. I'm on a diet. <laughs> I don't think that's good for you, friend. Who knows? We'll find out. So, oh, I hate when people eat on the microphone. But so we're gonna, um, we're still doing unsolved cases, and um, we've got some good ones for you. Um, I'm gonna let you start as usual. Yep, get on in there. I gotta let you start so I can get warmed up over here and read what <coughs> this chicken scratches I've done. <laughs> This is why iPad. I know. Because I can't read my own hair. Mm-hmm. I can't read, guys. You you guys know this. Period. If you are still listening, I still have dyslexia mm-hmm. and cannot read. Yeah, we'll never forget old sunshine stank. Well, <laughs> let's hope one day you will. <laughs> nope. I dream of it. Your laugh is so infectious. <laughs> all right. I embrace it for all you who want to make fun of me. It's cool. It's cool. It's amazing. I have tough skin. I mean, my co-host. It makes my life. Is a jerk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it makes my life. All, All right. right. So jumping on in. Uh, Michael Chambers was six foot three. Just your type, Candace. Don't tell my husband. <laughs> oh, he's in the ocean. He doesn't know. He's all this one. He can't hear you. He was a retired Texas firefighter slash paramedic. He was a husband, father, grandfather, and car hobbyist. He was said to always have found something to tinker with in his workshop. He was 100% a gearhead. Um, and by all means, Michael enjoyed, he was enjoying his life, um, family, and friends. On March 10th, 2017, in Quintana, Texas, Michael would vanish without a trace. His wife said she had been talking to him um, around 8 a.m. in the morning, um, but when she left for work and came back home, 
later when she was off of work, she could not find him anywhere in the home. Um, And later at about 5.28 p.m., Becky, Michael's wife at the time, would call Susie, Michael's daughter, um, along with everyone else in their close-knit circle, um, to ask if they had any information on his whereabouts. Um, Susie says that at first she was not worried at all. She thought maybe her dad went out, you know, to run some errands, something like that. Um, But it was when she arrived at her father's workshop um, that reality set in fairly quickly. And the reason for that was upon searching his workshop, um, Susie found Michael's keys, um, keys to his expensive muscle car and uh, his wallet sitting on a shelf in the workshop. And they were untouched. And nothing from the um, workshop to her first sight was missing, um, except for Michael himself, his driver's license, and his cell phone. Upon further inspection of the workshop, the family um, would see these, what, and I've got to see the crime scene uh, photos. It looked like, some kind of, um, well, it, to me, crime junkie, um, it looked like blood, just perfect droplets mm-hmm. leading from about the middle of the workshop all the way trailing out. Um, and there was like a pool of it, like a little pool of a bunch of little droplets. It looked like maybe someone had cut like their, their arm mm-hmm. pretty, not sawed off a finger. Oh but yeah. Maybe sawed off a finger. Yeah. Just a pinky though. <laughs> But they cut something and it wasn't like I'm going to die type, Mm -hmm. but it was pretty not paper cut, you know, type. Um, But they were, you know, a good size trail throughout the workshop. Um, Also, they found about a foot long dial rod, um, about a half inch in thickness with a a bloody palm print on it. Um, And Becky immediately called the sheriff's department. They arrived on the scene within a matter of minutes and had search dogs and helicopters searching for Michael. They searched the woods and the fields in the area of his workshop. Um, and canines actually got a hit close to the workshop. Um, but in following that scent, it eventually it went cold. Um, and with no other hits on his scent, um, they, they went on to decide Um, to retrace Michael's footsteps from that morning. Um, And when they started, they started at a local Walmart um, that Michael had uh, went to that morning um, and they obtained CCTV footage. Your favorite. Love it, except (laughs) it's never clear. Yeah, it was, when I watched it, it was pretty blurry. It's always fuzzy. I'm like, well, what's the point in the camera? Might as well just put a rag over it and be like we had cctv footage but we can't see anything don't knock on cctv footage listen you know i'm a fan i park right in front of a camera every time i go anywhere but it's gonna be the thing that catches the killer who murders you true that (laughs) so i have cameras all over my house just so you know they're everywhere killers on the footage they saw 
Michael entering the Walmart, finding um, the mascara that he was there to buy for his wife, paying for the mascara, and leaving the Walmart. Um, He was alone the entire time that he was in the Walmart. Unfortunately, that was the only um, evidence, CTV footage that they had of Michael. Um, So they went on to tracking his cell phone pings. And you got to love those cell phone pings because they were able to see when um, he was traveling from home uh, to the Walmart and back to the workshop. Um, And picking up, then the pings picked up again um, before stopping at a bridge overlooking Lake (laughs) Tawakani. You just told me. (laughs) Um, The crazy thing was the rate of speed. So the crazy thing about these pings is they were able to actually tell the rate of speed. When he was traveling from home to the Walmart and back, he was going on an average about 50 miles per hour. On the other hand, when he was traveling from his workshop to the bridge, he was traveling about four to five miles an hour. So not enough to be driving, but not enough to even just be speed walking. He had to have been traveling on something that was of a lower grade of speed. And maybe not even him, maybe not even him, but his phone just in specific. Um, After a full year of nothing, basically no Michael, no credit cards, no physical evidence to what could have happened. Um, the sheriff, and specifically Sheriff Randy Meeks, uh, publicized that he believed and the sheriff's department believed that it was possible that Michael committed suicide. Um, they believed, and this was another little piece of evidence. When I said that there was nothing that had appeared to be missing, um, after a little bit of of searching the workshop, the family actually found that a bicycle was missing. You know, you just and so with, they think the phone. So they that he what had the, the spec- speculation that Sheriff Randy Meeks and the sheriff's office speculate is that Michael somehow possibly injured himself in his workshop or was attempting to harm himself in his workshop and with being unsuccessful decided that he would hop on the bicycle pedal 17 miles to the lake that he, you know his phone pinged on mm-hmm. commit suicide by jumping off the bridge into the water this is this is the police theory this is the sheriff's oh my lanta uh, what where due where to is some this? Uh, where is what? Where is this happening? Dallas? Yes. I'm sorry if I did not say that. Yeah, I think you did, but we've we've got to we've got to have some training down there or something. Oh no, uh, Quintana. 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 So. <laughs> yes. So. Oh, I cut my finger. Here, here, Let me get on my bike and drive down to the bridge and jump off. And and come on, Michael's family and friends say it is not possible. He had everything. To live for. Everything is a suicide. But but it's not just about like, we can understand if someone was having a hard life and and that was the, the circumstances. Sure. There was some evidence to prove that. He was retired. 
He was married. He had wonderful children, wonderful friends. He had grandchildren that he was extremely close to. But you know what they see? I'm retired. I have nothing to live for. I'm married. I'm miserable in my marriage. I have kids. They're too expensive. I can't afford them. I have grandkids. They get on my nerves. Oh, I guess I should just go kill myself now. and, And I think it's because it was a full year, no evidence. They just wanted to... Close Get, put case. it into it, but yep. it's not. It was not fair to their family, to his family, no, it and it was is. not fair to his friends because Ugh. this is where his family and friends they spoke up. Of course, they were like this is not possible Drives at me all. Insane. One reason in specific was because Michael had a bad ankle and bad knees. There was no way that he could, in in their opinion, in his family's opinion, and friends' opinion, that he could travel seventeen miles on that bike. There was no way. And he's a pretty smart dude. I figure if he wanted to kill himself, I don't think that's how he'd do it. Well, not only that, he was six foot three. He stood out. He was this burly. On a little bike. Yeah, he was this burly, burly, you know, retired firefighter. And what? Let me take my phone just in case what I want to call somebody before I jump off. They just, they said someone would have had to seen him traveling on that bike. It's, it's a, it's a busy uh, road, mm-hmm. all the roads that he would have traveled, people would have seen him. Yeah, um, just... but he had no reason. He had no reason in their minds to do this. Um, and sheriffs did, in fact, search the lake. Um, they did three separate dives and came up empty-handed on every single one because they're wasting their time. I'm I'm glad they did the due diligence of of searching the lake, but <laughs> you gotta stop for saying. the for for no. <laughs> I mean. There was not enough evidence to prove that he was in the lake. It just, there wasn't. Yeah, I'm glad just... they did the search. I am just to check boxes, but um, they're just. It just seemed like there wasn't enough reason for them to do other that. Possibilities. They, sh- they could have been using that time to search in places where it could have actually happened. Very like true. maybe around the shop where there was actual blood and evidence Very that something true. happened. Uh, journalist Chris Miles. Um, from the area that Michael is from, said in looking at the bridge, and he even walked through with some um, some of the people who were interviewing for the case and, and doing documentaries and, and stuff, and he took them to the pier that looks directly at the bridge, and he's like, you know, look at this. Look at how far that fall is. Yes, granted, if you jumped off of that, you're going to – hurt yourself a little, but not enough to kill yourself. Not only that, but on the day that he was suspected to have committed this suicide, there was a high amount of traffic coming to and from that bridge. Um, There was construction going on and there were several boats and people, you know, people on boats on the lake and people fishing on the lake. They said there was no way that someone of Michael's stature would not have been seen attempting suicide. Um, And they just, just at that point, the case remained unsolved. And now a word from our sponsors. Two JW Remodeling was built from the dreams of James Wendy and Jeff Wills to create a construction company that people will enjoy working with. 
We are a full-service remodeling company specializing in kitchens, bathrooms, custom cabinetry, home repairs, painting, countertops, and flooring. We promise high-quality, neat, and proficient work, and we pride ourselves on building strong relationships with our customers and communities, as well as providing our employees with a great place to work. 2JW Remodeling services Lubbock and the surrounding area. We have 30-plus years' experience and our own in-house custom cabinet shop. 2JW Remodeling is a leader in providing our customers with the highest quality products and craftsmanship. We look forward to working with you. Contact us at 806-401-4010 or at www.2jwremodeling.com. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at 2JW Remodeling. 2JW Remodeling. We do more to save you more. Um, There are three major theories as to what may have happened to Michael. Um, One being the sheriff's theory that he committed suicide. Another being that Becky, his wife, had him killed. And the reason for that one is later in more investigating um, and due to some families, uh, some family members and friends coming forward, it was found that she had actually had an affair not just one, actually. She had three affairs with three separate men. Um, Becky, and they didn't know if you maybe that was liquor. the motive. That was the motive for him to commit suicide is because she was unfaithful, and you know that was the love of his life, um, or that she wanted life insurance money. You know, uh, because she did file shortly after he was not found for the courts to deem him. You know deceased Mm -hmm. and his daughter just could not wrap her head around it and she also like cut off ties with everyone sold all of the house the things in the workshop you know things that his daughter um would have loved to have for her kids yeah um becky just got rid of everything um and then the third theory which would have been the most random one was that someone killed him out of randomness uh, maybe they were attempting to rob him for his things, and in doing so, they murdered him and yeah. had to dispose of his body, and they were going to come back. And then by the time they got back, they realized that there was not enough time to steal his his car. Yeah, it could be anything. You know, it could have been anything. Um, <clears throat> and it was at that time that... Michael's case was classified as a missing persons, but sheriffs say they are handling it as a homicide. Um, And it just, I mean, for a long time, it stayed like that. There was nothing until on December 1st this year, 2022, Fox News reported um, that a man out on a hike um, in... Rains County discovered an old bicycle and some bones that they believe possibly could be Michael. Um, that hiker, Michael Ramsey, says that he was walking into a part of the woods that he had previous that a part of the woods that had previously been um, 
searched for Michael, um, but that he believed that possibly to be a indication that um, it could have been Michael um, because, I mean. The hiker believed it could have been him? Yeah, he believed it just because of the area and the bike and the bones. Um, But it was, I mean, it was a hard area to search because it was a swampy area. And what was this guy's name that found him? His name was also Michael, but Michael Ramsey. Interesting. So Michael possibly had found Michael. (laughs) You know that that last case I covered was Michael Ramsey was the killer. Oh, I don't know if they're the same one. The uh, potential killer. I can't. Ramsey says, Ramsey says, and this is Michael Ramsey, not missing Michael Chambers. Mm -hmm. Ramsey says he noticed an old mountain bike under a fallen rotted tree um, and some presumed human skeletal remains were Mm -hmm. found in the area, according to. Um, Hunt County Sheriff's Office, um, they are investigating it as if it could possibly be Michael. Um, And I mean... And in three to five years, when we get the DNA test results back, we'll let you know. Yeah, and it's just, it's crazy. I mean, Texas Rangers called um, the investigators in Hunt's County, um, which is the Sheriff's Office, um, and now Rains County is assisting with that. Um, and the remains would be found in an area near where his cell phone had, you know, pinged. Um, they just, they don't have any new evidence to come forward of whether it, to confirm or deny if it's Michael Chambers. And then um, they'll say, well, you know, he must have just decided to go for a bike ride and we can't determine the cause of death. So it must have been a biking accident or maybe a medical incident and he just fell over and died. But it doesn't... Place, ex- case closed. But it doesn't explain the blood in, no. in the workshop. It nope. doesn't explain why he left all of his things behind. Which also doesn't point to a suicide. It doesn't point to a suicide. It, it's just, it's a really, really, really unfortunate case. And I mean, a lot of theories. I know I was on a Reddit feed about this, um, and I'll throw that since it's on a forum. Mm-hmm. Um, someone theorized that he was murdered in his workshop, and they took him and his bike to make it look like he was leaving for a bike ride. Something else, um, you know? And they positioned his body as if he had a heart attack mm-hmm. while riding the bike. Um, but it's really at this point is up in the air. Um, and I have some contact information for mm-hmm. if anybody in that area may have any information into Michael's case, please, please, please reach out to the um, Hunts County Sheriff's Department at, and their phone number is 903-453-6000. You can also contact Crime Stoppers at 817-469-8477. And remember, guys, you can remain 100% anonymous. Um, you also can email us if you have any information, and we can turn that over to um, 
police by emailing us at intoxicologypodcast at gmail.com. Yep. So, so thank you guys for listening. I know that you guys are capable of a lot mm-hmm. when we get together and we word of mouth is everything. Yeah. That's how things get done around get here. Done. Yeah. So, all right. We'll see you guys. Uh, well, we won't ever see you probably, but um, we'll uh, talk. We don't want to burn your eyes. We'll talk at you guys <laughs> <laughs> next episode. So, talk to you soon. Okay, love, love you. you. Bye. Jaime. Hey there, beautiful people. Welcome, welcome to the, to the clink, clink and drink. drink. Today for you, we'll be making some shots. We have a kamikaze. It's the most iconic vodka shot. This will include vodka, triple sec, lime, or orange liqueur. Today, we'll be making it with peach schnapps instead of lime or orange liqueur. You'll want to add two ounces of vodka, three-fourth ounces of freshly squeezed lime juice, three-fourth ounces of peach schnapps. Add all ingredients to a shaker with ice. You want to shake that thoroughly and strain into two shot glasses or however many you have, however many shots you want to take no, in all one of sitting. Them. All the shot glasses <laughs> that, you that you possibly have. have. Yeah. Everything. Exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's do a little shaky, 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 shaky. Make a mess while you're at it. Why not? Just as long as most of it gets in your mouth. If not, just make you another shot. Why not? All right. All right. Clink and drink, y'all. Oh, my gosh. That was delicious. It's not bad. (laughs) Aside from the face. Your face gave it away. (laughs) Oh, that tastes really good. Tastes like lemonade. Like peach with that hint of peach in it. Mm. All right, everybody, y'all have a great day. Love you. Bye. Bye.